<laughs> yes, last few years we always, we've had a Bible verse which has kind of been our overarching theme and it's always at the top of the homepage on the website. If you do visit the website, we do try and keep it all updated and the calendar updated. And our Bible verse from last year was from, uh, from Romans, Romans 1.16, for I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it was the power of God for salvation. And uh, this year, our, our verse for the year is from Luke's Gospel. It's one that we, um, we did look at a few months ago in our, our studies through Luke's Gospel. But as I was as thinking and praying about what our verse for the year might be this year, this was the one that my mind was, was drawn to and I landed on. So it's from uh, Luke chapter 12, verse 32. And uh, it's Jesus speaking and he says to his disciples, he says, Do not be afraid, little flock, for your father has been pleased to give you the kingdom. Do not be afraid, little flock, for your father has been pleased to give you the kingdom. Uh, so let me pray and then we'll um, unpack that verse and uh, see what it has to say for us at the beginning of this year. Father, thank you that you always speak to us. You always have something new to say. Uh, you love to lead us, to guide us, to go before us. And uh, Father, we want to be attentive to your voice. And we want to hear your voice throughout this year. We want to be led by you. And uh, Lord, you speak to us primarily through your inspired word. And this morning, as we just consider these few words, this, this single verse, uh, Lord, it still has the power to touch us and change us. And I pray that in Jesus' name, it would do just that. For Jesus' sake, we pray. Amen. Amen. So, do not be afraid, little flock, for your father has been pleased to give you the kingdom. Four things, I just want to pull out of this verse, four, um, just four of the phrases, just to unpack it. And uh, to think what the Lord's saying to us at the beginning of this year, words of encouragement and challenge. And uh, first thing he says is, uh, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. And uh, oftentimes we are, we're fearful when we look into the future and there are things that are kind of out of our control. Uh, there are unknowns, there are uncertainties. And uh, when we, we think about the things that are uncertain, we think about, well, I'm, I don't know what's going to happen with that and uh, I don't know what's going to happen in this situation. When we think about those things and they become the focus of our minds, then often fear rides on the back of them. Because we start to panic, because we think, well, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. Well, Jesus says, do not be afraid. And at the beginning of this year, you know, it's going to be a different year for, for all of us than the last 11 years. Because at some point during this year, uh, I will move on. And, and so as a, as a church community, immediately there are the questions of, well, what's going to happen? Uh, what's going to happen? How will we find a new you know, will we be able to find a new pastor? How will we find a new pastor? What will they be like? Uh, what will happen to the Bonoffi pies? You know, there are all of these, all of yes, all of these, all of these concerns that are you know, probably causing a lot of a lot of fear, and it's kind of, you know, there it, it, is unknowns, and, and for us as a family, and, and for me. You know, it's, well, I've got to move, and I've got to, you know, move from the community. I've got to find somewhere else to live. It's the, the second time that I've kind of made a decision that has made me homeless, or potentially made me homeless. 15, 16 years ago when we left Ardingline, I resigned as rector, and that decision made us homeless. And now I've done it again, and I'm like, 
thinking, why are you so stupid? <laughs> why can you just leave three things alone? But I've got to done it again. I've made myself homeless. But, so, so fear can easily get in on the back of that because there are unknowns and uncertainties. Uh, but what does he say? Do not be afraid. And so, well, why do you say that? Well, just before, in the verses before, which I say we studied in depth a, a few weeks ago, um, he reminds his time, he just says, so remember your place in creation. Remember your place in creation. And he's used this lovely illustration of, you know, of the, the ravens. You know, the ravens don't sow or reap. They have no storeroom or barn, yet, you're, yet God feeds them. So look at the birds. The birds generally don't starve to death. You know, birds generally have a nest to live in and they find food to eat. And God looks after them. And then God says, to his, uh, Jesus says to the disciples, he says, how much more valuable are you than birds? So if God looks after the birds, he's going to look after us. When you look at the order of creation in Genesis, which I've just started reading again, having read through the Bible in a year last year, I've just started a new plan, which is going rather more slowly than the one we used last year, which was just a bit of a gallop. But so I've, I'm kind of back, I read Genesis 1 and 2 yesterday in the order of creation, and just, you know, God creates you know, the, the, the earth and he creates the animals and the birds and it's beautiful. And then at the end, he creates us. We're the pinnacle of God's creation and everything else is created for our enjoyment and is entrusted to us. But we're the pinnacle of God's creation. So Jesus says, well, look, you know, look at the rest of the Look at the birds. They're doing OK, aren't they? So don't worry, because if God's looked after them, he'll look after us. So you know, so we mustn't be afraid of change and the change that is coming this year. We mustn't be fearful of, you know, me leaving because it will be fine. The Lord knows. He already knows who is going to come and continue leading you. And, um, you know, they'll come with all sorts of different gifts and all sorts of different things. And they will be God's perfect person for the next season of the life of this little chapel. And for us as a family, you know, God has already gone before us. And I know that God knows, you know, where we'll move to and where I'll live and all of that. It's, it's a, you know, it's, for him it's a small detail. Uh, you know, for us it's quite a big detail, but it's a little detail for him and he's got it sorted. So, so don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Remember your place in creation. And then you can be in a place of peace and not worry. Because, well, actually, God looks after the birds. He'll look after me. So that's the first thing Jesus says, the thing for us to remember as we go into this new year. Do not be afraid. It's, it's, you know, it's a command. It's not advice. It's a command. Do not be afraid. And he says it because there's very good reason for not being afraid. Uh, because of our place in creation. The second thing is, he says, do not be afraid, little flock. Little flock. Uh, you know, Bolney Village Chapel, we are, you know, we're a little flock. Uh, you know, we, we, you know, over the years we've kind of grown a bit and we've shrunk a bit. And, but Bolney Village Chapel began as a little flock. 130, 30 odd years, 36 years on, it's still a little flock. And uh, unless we see revival, probably it'll continue as quite a little flock in the grand scheme of things. Uh, Jesus is speaking to his disciples in this passage and they are, you know, they're a tiny flock. You know, they're a kind of ragtag 
bunch, a very kind of odd collection of people that Jesus has gathered around him and they are, you know, they're not at the forefront of society. You know, none of them are, you know, there's no kind of politicians in there or military leaders or people of great influence. They're a ragtag bunch of people that Jesus has gathered around him. They're on the sort of fringes of society and in society as a whole, in terms of the Roman Empire, they're on the fringes of the, you know, fringes of the empire. They're a, you know, they're a tiny, insignificant little bunch of people. But the thing is, it's not the size of your flock that matters, it's the size of your shepherd. That's the thing. It's not the size of the flock. Don't look at the size of the flock. Look at the size of the shepherd. And uh, Jesus is the good shepherd. Uh, if you need reminding, just reread Psalm 23. When you have a moment, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. You know how he guides me in paths of righteousness. I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, uh, you cover. You anoint my head with oil. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. So in the same way that we don't look at the, uh, at the fear and at the circumstances, we look at our place in creation. So we don't worry about the size of the flock. We just look to the size of the shepherd, this tiny little group of people who were gathered around Jesus, just saw themselves, as so often the people of God in the Bible see themselves as this tiny, insignificant little group of people, and yet within a couple of hundred years, their belief about Jesus will be the predominant belief across the Roman Empire. It's gone from this little backwater in, um, uh, in Israel to being the, the mainstream belief system across the Roman Empire. It's not the size of the flock that matters, it's the size of the shepherd. And so for us, as a little flock... Here in Bolney, we should never be discouraged or despondent or worry about, well, we're just a little flock. What difference can we make? It's the size of a shepherd. And uh, our shepherd is bigger and greater than anything in this world. And uh, as we remain faithful to him, he will continue to work out his purposes for this chapel and, uh, and for this village and in us and through us. You know, God can do amazing things through us, through this little flock. And uh, he will do. So do not be afraid, little flock, for your father, for your father. The God that we put our trust in, the God that we know is a God who has become uh, our father, who is a father to us. It's, It's that kind of relationship that we have, you know, that we have with him. He's a father who cares for us, who cares for his children. I just reminded um, that verse over Christmas of, in John's Gospel, John chapter 1, verse 12, you know, to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. You know, that's what we are. We are, we are the, the children of the Father, and he is a Father whose heart for us and his passion for us and his compassion for us is beyond our understanding, it's beyond our imagination. Uh, we must never be, uh, you know, worried that he's going to abandon us or leave us because that's not in his nature. He is our father and he watches over his children. That's who we are. So do not be afraid, little flock, for your father has been pleased to give you the kingdom. He's been pleased to give you the kingdom. Uh, what is the, the kingdom? Well, it's the the kingdom of God, the kingdom that Jesus uh, speaks so much about. It's the place of God's 
rule and reign. We pray in the Lord's Prayer, you know, God's kingdom come. Let his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And as we've been, you know, studying through Luke's gospel, that's what we see the whole time, that Jesus speaks about the kingdom and then he shows people what the kingdom of God looks like. You know, it looks like the outcasts being welcomed in. It looks like the the guilty and the shameful being forgiven and restored. It looks like sick people being made well. It looks like the demonised being set free. Uh, it's, it's the place where God reigns. It's the place where everything is as it should be. It's the place where everything was in the beginning before we lost it through sin. And it's, it's the reality that will one day will be fulfilled when Jesus returns and the kingdom comes in completeness. But for now, Jesus says that the Father has been pleased to give you the kingdom. It's already in our lives. It's already breaking in. When we put our trust in Jesus... We begin to live in that kingdom already, as I've said so often. You know, when we trust in Jesus, we're no longer looking forward to eternal life. We've begun it. The moment you put your trust in the Lord Jesus, eternal life begins because he gives you new life. And we begin to see more and more signs of that. Uh, Paul says in Colossians that because of what Jesus has done, we have been transferred from the dominion of darkness to the kingdom of the son he loves. That's what happens when you put your trust in Jesus. That change in your position occurs. You move from the dominion of darkness where Satan reigns to the kingdom of the son he loves, the kingdom of Jesus. Paul writes about the fact that we are aliens and strangers in this world. Why? Because we now live in the kingdom of God. We live in the place where he rules and reigns. Um, Paul writes in Ephesians about the position Uh, that we have in Christ. Uh, It says this, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 6, it says, God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. Remember, when when is Paul saying that this happened, that we were raised with Christ and seated with him in heavenly realms? Well, it's when we put our trust in him. It's not something that we're looking forward to in the future when we die and go to be with Jesus, that then we'll be seated in heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. So Paul says, when you were raised with Christ, you were seated with him in heavenly realms. That's our, kind of spiritually, that's our status, that's our position now as children of God. That's the position that we already have. And Jesus says here to this little flock who are concerned about all sorts of things, He says, your father has already been pleased to give you the kingdom. So what we need to do is live in the kingdom, uh, to walk in the spirit, to live in relationship with our father, to hear his voice, to allow him to lead us and guide us into into the future and into whatever happens. Uh, A couple of days ago I was... Uh, rereading my, I keep a, a journal um, sporadically, uh, but I've made an entry on the 1st of January 2021. And, uh, and I was looking, because it was the beginning of a new decade, I was kind of looking back to, you know, to 10 years ago, what was that, 2010. Uh, and just thinking about, you know, a, a decade ago, which was just after we moved to Bolney, and I wrote in my journal kind of what my, what I imagined our life might have been like from 2010 onwards. 
and all the things that I kind of had imagined. And, and I look back kind of a year ago and thought, well, none of that happened. <laughs> and all sorts of things happened that I never, never could have imagined or had never, could never have foreseen. And I, and I wrote at the end of that entry, I said, actually, it doesn't matter that I can't see. It doesn't matter that I have no idea what's going to happen in this next decade. The only thing that matters is that I walk with the one who does. And with the one who's gone before, and the one for whom you know, nothing is surprised. And again, as I say, a year ago I wrote a similar thing, just you know, thinking, I, was kind of, I wrote about what I thought each of my children might be doing, and what I might be doing, and, and then not doing any of that. So, you know, <laughs> that's life. We don't know. And the beginning of this year, we have no idea what's coming down the road. You know, and there are things that we'll be concerned about and things that are out of our control. The important thing is that we begin this year, as hopefully we did with last year, by knowing that actually we have a father. We have a father who knows. We, we know where we sit in creation. Actually, we are you know, with a pinnacle of his creation. Everything else was created for us. That's how much he loved us. He created this world for our enjoyment. He entrusted it to us to look after. And we may have done a terrible job of it, but that was his intention. He loves us that much. He wanted a beautiful place for us to live. Uh, he's a big shepherd. It doesn't matter that we, we're just a little flock. And he's the one who will see us faithfully. And hopefully, you know, when I look back over 2021, what I see is God's faithfulness and God's grace and God's love. And I know at the end of 2022, I will look back and I will look back on God's faithfulness and on God's provision and on God's uh, love for me. And so at the beginning of this thing, I just want to take a few minutes, I'm going to play a, I'm just play a song, it's a, a Good, Good Father. Really, not for us to sing, just for us to listen to quietly, but I just thought it would be great just to uh, just have a few moments for each of us to look ahead into this year. Because for each of us, there are lots of unknowns and uncertainties and things that we will be, you know, things that will be on our minds and we'll be wondering, well, I wonder what is going to happen about that might be a, a family issue, might be a health issue, might, you know, all sorts of things. So don't worry about the song. I'm just going to play it quietly in the background. So I want to take time for us to sit with our Father. Sit with our Father in the quietness of our hearts. Just share with him how we are feeling at the beginning of this year. So let's, um, uh, let's just do that. And I'll just play the song quietly.